I would invite you to stand uh, for the gospel. It's from the 13th chapter of John, beginning in the first verse. Now the time for the Passover festival was near, and Jesus knew that the hour had come to leave this world and to return to his Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. As the meal progressed, Satan entered into Judas and prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. But Jesus, knowing that the Father had put all things in his hand and that he had come from the Father and was going back to uh, the Father, got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes, tied a towel around his waist. He poured water into a basin, and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had wrapped around him. When he got to Simon Peter, Peter said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus said, Peter, you do not now realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Then Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. But Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, said Peter, wash not just my feet, but my head and my hands as well. The one who has taken a bath is, is clean and his feet are already clean. And if feet are clean, his whole body is clean, said Jesus. But not every one of you is clean. Jesus said this because he knew who was to betray him. And he said, therefore, not every one of you is clean. Afterwards, Jesus took, put his clothes back on and returned to his place. He said to his disciples, do you understand what I have done with you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. But if I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. I wonder why it is that I find it sometimes so hard to serve other people. I guess sometimes I think that people can be difficult. People can be hard to help. You try to help them and they won't accept the help. Or you help them and they don't like the way that you've helped them. Or you try to help them but it's just never enough for them. Sometimes it's hard to help because, well, people are just difficult. But sometimes I think it's hard for me to help because... Well, I'm just basically selfish. And part of the sin uh, that is uh, in my life is a certain self-centeredness that makes it hard to go and to serve. But when I get to the story of Jesus and Peter at the Last Supper, I realize that it's neither the difficulty of other people or the sinfulness of my life that sometimes makes it so difficult to serve others. Jesus shows us. Another key, and he shows us an interchange that he has with Peter. Put another way, what Jesus shows me is sometimes the problem I have with service is not that I'm a bad person, but that maybe I dwell on the fact that I'm a bad person. Let's see what happens here. Jesus comes to Peter and tries to uh, wash Peter's feet, but Peter resists. So Jesus insists and says, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. So Peter says, well, then, Lord, not just my feet, but my head and my hands as well. 
Now, for years, I saw this as just another example of, oh, that impetuous Peter. You know, he's the one that'll jump out of the boat and try to walk on the water. He's the one that'll take a sword and try to cut off the priest, the high priest servant's ear. That's just Peter. He's just going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. But when I began to understand more about the background of Jesus and Peter and their religious practices, I realized that something entirely different is going on. This is not impetuous, Peter. This is penitent, Peter. You see, when you came in this evening, I hope you noticed the stations for mikvah. Now, if we were really in a Jewish setting and we were outside the temple in Jesus' day, this water would be what they call living water. It would be flowing. It would have come from a spring or uh, from snow that had melted in the mountains and come down. It would be uh, a flowing water. But the symbolism is still the same. Before they would go to temple worship, they would repent on their way in. And this service of repentance, which most people, scholars believe, is exactly what John was doing in the River Jordan with people uh, when they were baptized, is called mikvah. And mikvah means you put water on your head to cleanse your thoughts, your heart to cleanse uh, your decisions, because that's the place where decisions come from, uh, your hands to cleanse your actions, and your feet uh, or your legs to cleanse the path of your life. It's head, heart, hands, and feet. So Jesus gets o- comes over and is going to wash Peter's feet. And Peter says, no, you can't do that. And Jesus says, Peter, I've got to. And so you know what Peter's thinking is, I've screwed up this time. I got it wrong again. So all right, do mikvah for me. Wash the whole thing, my head, my hands. And he didn't say, but implied my heart. In other words, Peter says, I repent, I'm sorry, I messed up again, I blew it. And Jesus says to him, basically, you didn't blow it. You didn't blow it. You are clean. I've cleaned you. You are clean. And then Jesus then proceeds to wash his feet and then invite Peter to do the same. What's Jesus saying? I think one of the things Jesus is saying is that the best motivation to serve others is to first have, it, have been served yourself. The best motivation and encouragement and strengthening for loving others is to first receive love. Let's go back to Jesus himself. This is what John says. That Jesus, knowing that the Father had put all things in his hand, and that he had come from the Father and was going back to the Father, picked up a towel, poured water in a basin, and he got to work. Do you see, do you see the timing there? Jesus, in touch with the fact that he is greatly loved, in touch with the fact that he has a significance in, uh, in, in the Father that cannot be taken away, secure in his confidence, Jesus then goes to work as a servant. When I serve out of my desire to feel important, or when I serve because maybe I feel sorry for you in some way, those, those are not motivations that yield true, lasting service. But when I serve simply because I've been served, when I love because I've been loved, when I give because I've received, when I wash because I was first washed, it's a whole different story. You cannot love the world. You cannot change the world unless you first accept and recognize that you are loved 
And unless you first accept and recognize that it is Christ who changes you, then you go out. It was years ago, and the church in Britain had a problem. They were sending all these missionaries to, um, to India, and they were burning out right and left, leaving the mission field and coming back, and they would get back to Great Britain, and not only would they not want to be missionaries anymore, they quit going to church. They were just fried. And so two people, a theologian and a clinical psychologist, Emil Bruner and Frank Lake, were commissioned to go to India and try to figure out what was going on. And what they did was a complete stroke of genius. They got to India, and rather than talk first to the burned-out missionaries, they went to a little house and had a 24-hour retreat. And in that house, they studied the Gospels and looked at the life of Jesus, and they asked this question, why did Jesus stay in? Why was he able to keep serving under such difficult circumstances? And here's what they came up with. If you look at the Gospel of Mark, one of the very first things that happens is that Jesus is washed. And when he is washed in the Jordan River, he hears a voice that says this. You remember that voice, right? You are my son. I love you. I'm pleased with you. And out of that sense that he was loved, he then went into service. And what they concluded is too many missionaries go into service hoping that if they'll serve, somebody will love them. Hoping that if they'll serve, they'll accomplish something significant. Failing to realize that the first step is to realize that you are loved and accepted. And out of that love and accepted, out of the fact that you are already clean, then you can serve. And then you can bless others. But you might say this evening, well, I'm not really sure if I've been clean. Well, let me show you one more thing. It happens the next day. The next day, Jesus will go. He will be arrested. He will be tried. He will be put on a cross. And where on earth did they put the nails? Where on earth and where on Jesus did they put the crown? Where was he wounded? His head, the crown of thorns. His hands with the nails. His feet with the nails. And just for good measure at the end, the spear into his heart. Any follower of Jesus could look at that and say, he has suffered and cleansed, but suffered for me and cleansed me by his womb. I walk out of here because his wounds have cleansed me. I walk out of here because I am loved. And because of that, I walk out of here to love others. Don't think that you are not worthy. Don't think that you are not ready. Don't think that you are not clean because the cross says otherwise.